2: Hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. Obviously, the UFC is still on a little bit of a break. They're back January 15th, which is this coming Saturday by the time you see this. We're here for part two of our On to the Next One prediction series. Last week, we took a look back on how we did last year. This week, we take a look ahead to 2022 with one of my absolute favorite shows of the year, the Predictions Extravaganza. And we're doing something a little bit different this week because not only can you consume this edition of the program on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network, but it is also available, if you're watching right now, you you know this for a fact, on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. This is not something we're going to do all the time, but I figured for a special edition like this, let's ramp it up and go video and the whole nine. So get excited, everybody. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, the 2021 predictions champion of this duo, the co-host, Co-matchmaker, Mr. MMA fighting himself, the Prince of Positivity, and of course the best friend, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. Hello once again, AK. It's a new year. This is exciting stuff.
3: The true between the links champion. I know you didn't (laughs) want to throw that in there. I am the true between the links champion. Anyone who listened to the show, who listened to the tournament will tell you that much. But thank you, my best friend, for that wonderful intro. Uh yeah, I'm so excited. I'm glad people get to see our, our beautiful faces for once to see. You know, Mike, they they hear the enthusiasm in our voices when we do the show. But now they can see, they can see the glee, they'll be able to see the emotion. Uh, and yeah, this is great. And and also, man, uh, thank you, guys, everyone who sent it, you know, we, we we send out the call for uh, buy sell predictions. You guys came in super hard. There's just so many. So a positive advance to anyone who uh, who we don't read your question. There's some overlaps. Hopefully we'll cover, you know, uh, people, uh multiple, you know, listeners at once. Uh, but if we don't, guys, send those questions in, you know, maybe later in the year and uh keep sending them. In. We'll answer more questions during during our weekly shows. But uh yeah, you guys are amazing. Uh, and I read I read them all. I know Mike, I think read them all as well. So uh glad thank you so much, guys, for sending them in. But uh yeah, we'll get to as many as we can.
2: Shout out to all of you submitted questions. Um I'll, I'm probably going to skip the name thing just because there's just so many, and you know, if you sent them, and we appreciate all of you. Um, and so there's like five
3: people asking like the same question, right? So exactly, it's like we can't, yeah, exactly. So some of
2: them were worded a little differently. Some some of them, like there were a couple in particular that we just changed. I just changed the wording altogether. I liked where you were coming from, but wasn't necessarily like the buy sell, but we liked your thought process and we went with them. So there's probably like 25 or 30 of these. And so basically, here's how this all works. If you missed last year's show, we, like AK said, we asked the listeners to submit these questions. There were so freaking many. We had to narrow them down, probably like 25 or 30. We'll read them off, no particular order. I have a little system. I shuffled them last night, and I shuffled them again this morning before I went to work out. We'll say, based on the questions, whether or not we, well, if we will buy or sell, and then we'll give sort of a brief explanation as to why. I we have seen these, but AK doesn't know where these are all going. I actually don't even know where they're all going because I shuffled them twice. But we're gonna go on after the buy sell portion and predict who will be UFC champions at the end of the year in each weight class, and then we will wrap things up with our bold we caliente prediction for 2022. And in a time where nothing is impossible, this is a bit tough, AK, for being honest. So, before we get into the buy sell, AK, are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you excited?
3: I'm as ready as I'll ever be as ready as I can ever be for uh, an episode of Otno, which is always like maximum 90% because there's always that 10% of like an MMA, we just don't know what's gonna happen. Absolutely. So let me go ahead and click this. All right,
2: here we go. Podcast magic. Podcast magic. magic. You can see how the sausage and We're actually dressed kind of nice because normally we do these like right after we go to sleep at like five a.m. after a UFC pay per view, and we're in like pajamas or oh, whatever we slept yeah, in. I'm in CJ. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm in a uh, robe. Oh, okay. A, a couple of uh, Conor McGregor questions to begin of things. Course. Okay, I think it's how how last year began as well. Last year, I believe the first question was Conor McGregor will fight at least three times in 2021. This year, a little bit less. Buy or sell? A K. Conor McGregor will fight at least twice in 2022.
3: In MMA. In MMA. No, (laughs) sell again. Sell again. The guy's got an injury. I we don't know if he'll be. I mean, he'll be back maybe in the summer, and then we don't even know who he would fight. What happens in that fight? If he wins, if he wins, does that motivate him to fight again in in UFC or does? And if he loses, is it motivating to fight again? You'll see it's so hard to tell because he can't have so many options win or lose. Uh, if he fights, an he might not fight an MMA this year, maybe somehow another boxing uh, match materialized. I don't know that that's sort of an outside prediction, but even if he fights uh, for the UFC this year, it's not going to be twice. It's, I think, we get one, one MMA fight out of him. Possibly he fights twice in the UFC,
2: but. I will sell this. I say he fights once I know he is hoping and his coach is hoping he'll be back sometime in the summer. I don't think that will happen. So I think he will fight once probably towards the end of the year. If they go back to New York and MSG in November, I could see McGregor headlining that card. So I'll say he fights once he'll fight on that MSG card and We'll see. I mean, if he fights twice, it would not shock me, honestly, because he seems to be doing very well with his recovery. But yeah, I'll go with once. Uh, the second McGregor question, AK: buy or sell that Conor McGregor will fight for a UFC title in 2022.
3: Oh my gosh. Um, boy, that's tricky. Because like I said, I think he fights once. And I'm trying to think what gets him up for a UFC fight besides a fight with Nate Diaz, which I think we all have been saying that's probably something they're going to want to do if they can outside of the UFC someday, uh, him and Diaz, that is. Another fight with Poirier, which of course he wants, uh, but gosh, to see them fight four times in what, like 18, oh, sorry, three times in like 18 months. One of the wins was pretty convincing for Poirier. The second one, yeah, freak injury, but also I think Poirier was on his way to winning that too. Um, uh, I'll I'll buy, I'll buy. I think I think uh, if he wants the older verified, he gets it.
2: I'm gonna sell this, But I will say this, I'm selling with very little confidence because it would absolutely not shock me in the slightest if he comes back for some kind of title fight. If it is the Oliveira fight or, you know, maybe even crazier, he goes up and fights Usman or something like that. Like nothing with Connor surprises me at this point. So I don't think he'll fight for a title. I don't think he needs to fight for a title. But if he does fight on that November card, maybe he could do the Poirier fourth fight, main eventing that. You don't need a title fight if Connor's fighting on it. So... I'll sell it, but again, it would not surprise me. Inaugural 165-pound uh, inaugural title. <laughs> yeah, that is, <laughs> wouldn't that be something. That would be hilarious. <laughs> so we're going to go to the wonderful world of Bellator. As was announced at the yes. end of this past year, there will be another Grand Prix. It'll be the Bellator Bantamweight Grand Prix, championship currently being held by Sergio Pettis after... Beating Juan Archuleta and then that incredible knockout of Kyoji Horiguchi. So the question is, AK, buy or sell that the Bellator Bantamweight title will change hands more than once
3: during oh. this year's Grand Prix. Oh, that is good. We don't have the bracket yet. Do we? We do not have the bracket yet. We do not have the bracket. Okay. So let's, let's just guess some of the names. Let's look. I'll run into the names really quickly, if you will. Sergio Pettis, of course, the champ. Kyoji Horiguchi, who we just beat. Magomed, Magomedov, James Gallagher, Leandro Higo, Pachi Mix, uh, Rofian Stotz, and uh, Juan Archuleta. So let's say Sergio, I think whoever they match up with in the first round, uh, I imagine pretty favorable. So he gets past that. Damn. But the second round, he could fight like a mega Medov <laughs> or a, even like a patchy mix. That guy's so tough boy. Uh, what's the question? Will it change hands more than once this year? More than once during the grand prix. Oh, during the grand prix. No, I'm done doubting Pettis. I think I think he makes it to the final, and it'll be again. And I think they put him and Horiguchi on opposite sides of the bracket. I assume to you know cross their fingers and hope for that rematch. And uh, I'm gonna be super optimistic and say they both make it. So, and uh, and either Pettis retains or Horiguchi beats him. So I'll stick with uh, buy. Uh, it does not or sell. Sorry, uh, sell. It does not uh, change hands more than once in the tournament.
2: I will differ with you here. I will buy this one. I just I, I, you you read off all the names, and I just feel like. With a lot of them, even whoever the eighth seed is going to be, it's a game of inches. These guys are all really good. And if the UFC was doing one, I feel like Jan has a little bit of separation on his constituents, if you will. But I don't, I I feel like Pettis is very good and I feel like he deserves a lot of credit. But I feel like the rest of the crop is like right there with him. It's, it's super close. So I think, uh, I think Pettis will lose along the way. And, I think Horiguchi will end up winning it in the finals against whoever he ends up facing. Now, Pettis could lose the title and somehow end up back into the Grand Prix. It's very possible, especially with this crazy time and all these different variants of COVID and all this stuff. It's just such an unknown. So, Pettis could lose and get right back in there somehow. So, I will buy this one. I normally wouldn't on these Grand Prix, depending on the weight class, but with Bantamweight. I just think it's uh, it's it's so close and anything can happen. And I think any of these guys can beat any of these other guys on any given night. So, yeah, I'm buying it. I think it will change hands
3: more than once. Uh, let me just say, I was looking at a poll. Uh, that's why I was reading the, uh, on our website uh, reading the, uh, that's where I was reading the names off of uh, Horiguchi was favored 36 percent to win the tournament. Pettis uh, second, 21 percent. Mega very close behind 19 percent. Uh Leandro Higo at 0% with other ahead of other other finished ahead of Higo at 1%. Uh, maybe meaning, you know, obviously an alternate. Danny Sabatello, you know, he's knocking on that door. So yeah, a lot of options there. Rafian Stotts is uh is a sleeper in this
2: tournament as so well, good. no doubt about that. Next question Kamar Usman will stumble and lose the UFC welterweight title in a fight this year.
3: I added in a fight. <laughs> You're not not John Jonesing it.
2: You, no, not John Jonesing it. Not saying <laughs> I'm walking away. I'm done. Uh, I'm no longer the champion. I'm relinquishing the title. It, he will lose it in a fight. Buy or sell? No, sell. It's not losing it in, in a fight. Not this year. Yes, I added in a fight because that's what makes it more interesting. But mm-hmm. sell. I, I don't. I don't think it happens. Uh, but one name that is typically brought up with Kamara Usman is Hamzat Shaimiev, and this is an interesting question or sell that Hamzat Shemaev will fight for the welterweight title and will do so without competing or defeating uh, a fighter in the
3: top five. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to say sell, but this relates to something I want to talk to later. So that's why I'm being a little bit coy here. Uh, so I'm going to say sell only because I one, I don't think he fights for the title this year. I'll explain. Again, I will have to elaborate on this later. And but I do like the premise of the question, because if he were to do it, I do think it will be not having to fight like a Colby Covington or a Gilbert Burns. Uh, yeah, it, it would just be based on him getting like one more like dominant win over someone just outside the top five, like a, another like 90 second, two minute finish. And people just like demanding it. People saying, look they don't want to play the politics of, of what's going on with Covington and Mo- Covington and is, like people want, maybe they're going to go get shunted off to do the ultimate fighter. So they're just booked for like the entire year. That, that's, that's just takes up their entire 2022 season. Uh, so Shamayev won't have to deal with Covington and Burns, maybe, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I see another dominant win. And you and I have said, Mike, Usman should call for it. Like one more win, get him now, get him now before he, you know, reaches peak. Shamaya form. So that, so that scenario is like the most believable one. I just don't think it's this year. So I'm, I'm selling on that.
2: I, I don't have much to argue with there. Uh, so I'm selling too. I don't think it happens. I'm not saying it will never happen, but, uh, I have a feeling like you said, this topic's going to come up again a little bit later on. And it's funny, you mentioned Covington and Mazadal because we had this question last year and I feel it's important to ask it again this year Buy or sell Colby Covington, Jorge Mazadal will be the coaches for the upcoming season of the ultimate fighter.
3: Oh, uh, it's interesting because I, I obviously I want to say sell because I don't want it, but I mean as far as is it is it possible is it likely we're doing predictions what will happen? Uh, now now I'm being pessimistic because I think <laughs> what I don't want to happen will happen, so I'm buying I'm buying. I think uh, if they do do the show again, they will want to bring try and save it with some sort of uh, star power in the coach's department. Again, I keep telling people it that's not how, that doesn't work. You might get a little spike in the ratings. Probably they'll say, oh, the best rating since like Ultimate Fighter 18 or whatever, which means nothing. Um, so it, it, for me, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. They shouldn't do it. whatever ratings boost they get or some little subscription count bonus for ESPN Plus is not going to be worth just making the fight happen and scheduling it normally because so much can go wrong at that time. But I will buy because um, I think they're dumb and they're going to do it.
2: Could happen, but it won't because the UFC is not fun, and they won't do what needs to be done to make it fun. So no, I'm going to sell this. That's not fun. The, like it's not fun. I mean, it would be the best thing they could possibly do for it's business not. and for the show. It just would be.
3: Um, this this is the I, this show does not help anyone anymore. I I'm the only person who watches the show, so it helps nobody. And I love the Ultimate Fighter. It does not help anybody except people like me who like watching the Ultimate Fighter.
2: Yeah, I, I think they'll probably end up with like a Esparza or Peña Nunez, something like that. Um, maybe if they sign Kayla Harrison, maybe Kayla's a coach. Who knows? But I, I I don't think it'll happen. I just don't. You're dealing with two individuals who want certain things in their own way, and there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. But I feel like between the UFC and Colby and Mazadal and Mazadal's team, it's just that it, you're asking a lot to lock all of these guys up. So I'm going to, I'm just going to play it safe and check off the other and and go from there. Speaking of Kayla Harrison, AK, buy or sell. Kayla Harrison will not
3: compete in the PFL in 2022. Well, if anyone heard my bold prediction on between the links, then I have to sell on this because I do think that she's going to work out some weird thing where she fights. She does the PFL season and gosh, it is. Oh gosh. This is tricky though, because PFL season typically ends in December. I don't know if they'll, they'll, I don't think they plan to reshuffle at all this year. So, uh, so yeah, but I'm selling them. I then I think she does, uh, she does play in the PFL. Uh, I would like to see some sort of co-promotion thing happen either before the season or after with Bellator, <clears throat> excuse me, but, um, but otherwise, uh, I do think the PFL is still in her plans. I think the money is too good. I think she does enjoy the competition there. Even if she is kind of just running through it and maybe 2023, we're talking about a, a full departure from, from the league.
2: I'm selling this. I think she's I've been saying this from the beginning. I think she's back with them in 2022 because why the hell wouldn't she be? Why not try to get that easy mill? And I don't know who said this, but maybe it was Jed on Between Links. Maybe you said it. But 155, that division, it's gonna run its course. And the time is probably now. One more season, let her run through, build her brand a little bit more, and then you know she can go off and do whatever she wants. So
3: didn't they try and make it a feather a, a featherweight season? Do you think she can do that? Do you they would ask her to cut? Down to 145 or 146, I just say, you know, three times in seven, six, seven months. I don't think so. I think I think the way to
2: keep her is to keep 155. Oh, that's true. She likes, yeah. But I mean, if 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 they do 145 next year, it's it's this is a very important season for them because if they want to keep her and they want to do 145. You got to pay attention to who's available and you can start locking these 45ers up like even Mm -hmm. these 35ers who have a hard time making 35 if they become free agents just sign them all and just build up this this division as much as possible so that's kayla harrison and a name that is constantly attached to kayla harrison it's amazing how the shuffle worked out amanda nunez let me see okay so buy or sell ak amanda nunez will have her last fight in 2022 whether she will announce her retirement sometime during the year or compete towards the end of the year and say she's done so in other words by the time 2023 rolls around amanda Nunes will have already revealed that she is no
3: longer competing so i think she's going to pull a court. Right? i think she's going to announce that she's retiring either end of the year or early next year but for whatever reason things aren't going to work out maybe an injury delay you know uh, leads to some sort of postponement or uh, god forbid you know COVID 19 protocol thing i i think in her mind she probably wants to but i one the loss to Pena, i think it's going to light a fire under i know some people it's the opposite to think, well, this marks that it's going down for her. You know, she's sort of settling into domestic life. She seems very happy and satisfied with things, which for any pro athlete, isn't always the best situation. Um, so I, I understand the thought that she's, she's this pushed even further. I think the opposite, I think it's going to light a fire under her to take that fight and to to continue, excuse me, to continue competing until at least mid 2023. I think we're going to see more of Nunez because she lost to Pena.
2: I'm buying it i'm buying it i think this is this will be the swan song i don't because i just don't know if she beats Paney in the rematch I, I just don't know i mean after being so dominant and having someone basically take your best shot and just come out in the second round and just take over and, and beat you like the momentum momentum is so big in mma and while i think nunez probably beats just about everybody she fights maybe Paney is just that one that is just such a headache for her. And with that said, I don't know, even if she beats Pena and wins the title back, like what else is there to do? Like you've already beat Shevchenko twice. Like, well, that would be such a huge fight. Yeah. But, but and then if Kayla Harrison does do what we think she's going to do and stay with the PFL, like what is left for her? There's literally nothing. So win or lose again, that Pena fight, I think she's done and yeah i think at some point point in 2022 it'll be revealed that she's not fighting in 2023 but who knows maybe she'll come back another time maybe something will will scratch her right where she itches who the hell knows but oh i like this question ak buy or sell wow look in your face this is fun i don't know if it's fun but we'll see it's an interesting question buy or sell sean strickland will cross the line even by ufc standards and be publicly punished or mentioned in a ufc press release of some kind in
3: 2022 that's a hard sell what When when has the ufc issued a press release about anything i i i liked how the question started i do think he'll cross i think he already has i think he's made some pretty aberrant comments on on his uh, social media um, and for anyone who's a fan of, of sean Strickland's stick i kind of understand it like they're there's an element of his character, like that sort of like how, just how open he is, then I guess genuine would be the words people would use. But I also think like, he's really ignorant about a lot of subjects and it's fine. Like, again, this is a free country, you know, USA, Canada, free country, free continents, uh, say whatever you want, but there should be consequences. The UFC is not have a proven track record of uh, doling out these consequences. So no, no, I I don't know. He'd have to, He'd have to say like, I'm gonna, uh like you know threatened violence towards like a ufc executive or something and even that would probably be handled behind closed doors i don't even know if that would that would be public so no big big time sell no way i think the ufc is looking at
2: some point to make an example out of somebody like i'm not saying like they'll release him or anything like that but yeah i mean i'll I'll just go with history and say that that won't happen so i'll sell this but he's going to be very close to to even the UFC line, to even the Dana White like we don't we don't censor our fighters line. I mean, he's going to be in front of enough microphones where things, yeah, it, it could get even more out of line. So I'll sell it, but it wouldn't shock me if if it, this actually happened because they're not going to do with Conor or John Jones or any of the bigger names. And Sean Strickland is becoming a more popular fighter, but certainly a guy that you can use as an example to kind of weed out some of the negativity and try to put a positive spin on something, uh, but I'll sell it. I don't think it's gonna happen, so.
3: Does it count if it's ABC or ESPN or Disney? I came out because Disney itself had to, does it count if it's one of the parent companies that releases some like, a statement? No, right? we, the question specifically says UFC, right? UFC, so I think it'll go hand in hand. Like if we get,
2: if ESPN or ABC or Disney, comes out with a statement, I'm sure the UFC will have to go along with it. Oh, so okay. I, I would say they, they kind of all go right. hand in hand. So, all right. Ooh, well, we knew these names are coming up at some point. they might come up multiple times, A.K. buy or sell either Jake or Logan. Paul will officially sign with an MMA promotion may mm-hmm. not compete in a fight in 2022, but one or both will sign a Gordon Ryan-esque deal with a major promotion stating that if either does actually fight an MMA, They will have to compete in said organization only in the
3: future. I'm on record. I've said this, I'm a broken, I'm a broken record at this point, saying one one of the Paul brothers will fight in the UFC. I don't think it's this year. I don't think it's this year. I think more likely they would. It sounds backwards that they would start their own promotion first and then go fight for the UFC. Uh, But as you said, like the next two or three years of the combat sports kind of landscape is going to be so it's so unpredictable, so bizarre things we've never seen before. So you'll see, guy. I think, those guys have built up their brand in combat sports to such a level that they might if they, the ufc wants to be in business with them and i think they will be a year from now um it will it's going to require the ufc do something unprecedented but it will be worth it for them i think the profits will be worth it i think they'll do the math they'll, you know they'll crunch the numbers and be like yeah okay we can we can afford to do this people aren't going to like it but it's not going to matter people don't like us raising the uh pay-per-view price by five dollars either and we just did that so uh, so I don't think it happens this year. I want to see them not sign with the promotion, but just try and run their own MMA show, uh, even if it's not the like a Golden Boy MMA promotion thing, like a one-off, just to see if they can, just to, just as proof proof positive they can. Uh, and I think one of them will compete on. I think one of them will compete in the main event. Uh, and then after that, after they've proven, hey, we are a legitimate, you know, MMA entity, then I think that forces UFC and Dana White's hand and just kind of nip that in the bud. Kind of let's let's be a part of this and 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 involve them, bring them in here as opposed to have to deal with them as a sort of like uh, competition, even if it's only like one or two events a year. I will,
2: I'm going to buy this. I don't think Jake will sign with the promotion, but I think I can see a world where Logan Paul is announced to be a member of the Bellator MMA roster. Maybe he doesn't fight till like 2024, but I think I could definitely see them. Doing a UFC CM Punk esque kind of announcement where they introduce Logan, they say he's gonna compete in an MMA fight, he's gonna do it in Bellator. Maybe they'll do a pay-per-view, like a showtime pay-per-view event featuring him, but Logan, yes, Jake, no. I uh I'll take a I'll take a shot in the dark. I'll take a flyer. On one Logan Paul, and yeah. I, we'll all we'll all talk about it, and we'll all be kind of nauseated by the whole thing.
3: <laughs> I could see Logan also like you know he's a Bellator, he's he's sort of serving as an ambassador for Bellator, <laughs> uh, letting people know the show is on Showtime, get those Showtime streaming numbers up, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, that would be huge for them, even if not, even if not to fight, but just for Bellator to bring them in. So yeah, so I am selling, I am selling for this year, I guess I am, unless I said they make their own promotion. Anyway, I am selling with them signing with an existing promotion. Mike, you're gonna you're buying so.
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC. Sticking
2: with Bellator. Fire cell Dylan Dennis will fight in 2022,
3: an actual MMA fight. Uh, So he's not a fighter. He's not a fighter. He doesn't want to fight. He liked the idea. How many times did he fight for Belfort? Twice? Yes. Twice? I think he, I think he likes me on the himself a fighter. He, a great grappler, of course, you know, he, he has that reputation. He'll, he'll always have that forever. A uh, very accomplished jujitsu uh, competitor, but he's not a fighter, fighter, fighters fight. I know he's dealing with injuries, um, but uh, he'd rather talk. He's a social media personality. He likes to call people out and, 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 and his followers and whoever, and his fans, they enjoy that. That's fine. Why should, why should he ever actually have to step back into the cage again? So yeah, I'm not sure what he does as far as competition goes, because I'm pretty sure he's done with jujitsu uh, competition as well. But I just don't see him fighting uh, anytime soon, if ever again.
2: Yeah, this might be the easiest one of all selling. He's not fighting. He's not fighting. Definitely not this year. Prove us we wrong, do- Dennis. Prove us wrong. Yeah. Prove us wrong. Prove everybody wrong. Maybe he'll maybe he'll fight Hawani at some point. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. Now you've now you've said it. Now I've said it. We knew this question was coming. A.K. Buy or sell. Johnny Bones Jones will fight for the UFC heavyweight title in 2022
3: yeah 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 uh he's gonna fight he's gonna he's gonna fight this year right and, and uh he's he's so far moved i mean i still think he can make light heavyweight if he really 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 wanted to if you gave him like four months in advance to kind of cut back down and be brutal but he's he's really committed to changing his body i mean we know it. you can just look at him um and uh and it, it, there's just no reason for him to go back to light heavyweight at this point i don't think a fight with global Teixeira interests him uh, maybe you're a somewhere down the road, maybe uh, Israel Adesanya somewhere down the road, if he ever actually goes back up to 205 and has some success there. But he wants Nganu or he wants Nganou or he wants D.P. Miocic, you know, he wants all these guys at heavyweight. And, and I do think he will find a way to get back into the octagon this year, despite all the stupid, stupid things that he has done um, outside of it. Uh, and if he does fight, it's going to be a heavyweight and it will be, there's no warm up fight. They throw him in there for the title.
2: I, I I'm definitely buying this. I was a little hesitant last year, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely buying this. And I think he will be the heavyweight champion at the end of the year, mm. uh, a little spoiler for the second Ooh. round of the show, but yes, John Jones will fight. I think it happens before the midway point of the year. I'm just throwing that out there. I think before oh. July, John Jones will fight for the UFC heavyweight title.
3: This is not your bold prediction. This is not your MUI Caliente prediction. No, that is not my week. They get hotter prediction. than this. Uh, I don't know. We'll oh, see. Like God, I, I say, said, nothing goodness. is
2: impossible. Uh, I feel pretty good about that one. I have no insight whatsoever, but I feel pretty good that, uh, that this is actually going to happen this year. Speaking of heavyweights, this might be, and you've seen this question before. Um, and I mentioned this question to other staff members who pondered this during one of our meeting Zoom calls, A.K. buy or sell that the combination of Stipe Miacic and Robbie Lawler Will have more combined UFC fights in 2022 than the Diaz brothers.
3: I need to do some math in my head. Stipe and Robbie Lawler. All right, I think they'll both fight once, at least, at least, at least. So I do it. So do I think the Diaz brothers will fight more than twice? The question says more specifically, more. They will have more combined oh, okay. UFC okay. fights than Nick and Nate Diaz. So equal would be a sell. Uh that's a really good question. <laughs> I'll I'll sell because I think it'll be, no, it'll be it, more, more, more. I think I think Lawler fights once. I think Miocic fights at least once, maybe Miocic maybe more than once. And I don't think Nick Diaz fights at all, and I don't think Nate Diaz fights in MMA more than once. So uh, yeah, no, I'll go definitely go buy uh, buy on that one. So I'm trying to do math in my head too. So yeah, Nate, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's Nate a good question.
2: Will, Nate will fight for sure. Nick, I'm not ruling out at all. Mm -hmm. He's a hard maybe. He is back. He is technically back. Man, this is tough. I'm basically betting on Stipe and Lawler each fighting at least once, but may need one of them to fight twice. I don't think Robbie fights twice, so Stipe would have to fight twice. I'll buy this because... I think Stipe will fight Derek Lewis because I think that is a super smart business decision for him to fight Derek Lewis because Derek is a very dangerous guy, but Stipe would be probably heavily favored in that fight. And the best Stipe beats the best Derek Lewis pretty much every single time. Um, So that'd be pretty smart on Stipe's part. And honestly, if he does fight Derek Lewis and wins, he'll probably, Fight for the belt by the end of the year. That's a lot of maybes and what ifs. You know what? I'll buy it. I think Stipe will fight twice, and I think Robbie will fight once. And that'll be enough. Even if Nate fights twice, or even if one, like Nate fights once and Nick fights once, I think Stipe will fight twice. So I'll, I'll, say, I'll buy that.
3: I'm not giving up on Tim Means versus Robbie. I know I, we, I saw a horrible report the other day that, that Tim Means might be fighting uh, Jeremiah Wells because he hasn't been lobbying for Robbie. Tim Means, why are you not lobbying? Lobby for Robbie, man. We can get maybe, maybe we, can, we should get at least one Robbie Lawler fight this year, and it should be Tim Means.
2: Yeah, I don't know who Robbie's going to fight. Probably have to be like a Cerrone type or something like that. It's going to be something that's got to get Robbie excited. Otherwise, he has no interest in fighting at all. So we'll see. Speaking of the Diaz brothers, AK, buy or sell, Nate Diaz will compete in a fight Outside of the UFC in 2022,
3: is he going to box? Is he going to box? Will it be this year? Will he fight out his contract? Will he box this year? Uh, not this year. Not this year. I think a lot of a lot of the questions. I think one theme is these are things that people are pretty confident will happen, and it's just will they happen within the next 12 months? once you reach like where nate diaz is in his career things move pretty slowly for him i could be wrong maybe once he's out of the ufc he get, he books like three boxing matches this year that'd be great i'd be very happy for nate diaz if that happened it just it just feels like the wheels are very slow to move um but that but there was a lot of change again the whole if you told me jake paul was going to fight four times in in 2021 i would have been like what First of all, I'd be like, who's Jake Paul? I mean, I would, I've would been very confused. i just way, a little bit on my age range. <laughs> no. I, but I, I just would be like, okay, I mean, why are you asking me about this? Probably my question now, it's, it's all we can talk about. But um, yeah, no, I, I, he's gonna box. I think it's gonna take some time to get it worked out. And I think it happens in 2023. So a lot of us say, a lot of kind of us pushing things back to 2023, um, probably just being cautiously optimistic here. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with that.
2: Yeah, so I, I, I think by the end of the year, we will know what Nate's first 2023 fight will actually be, but he will. I don't think he fights outside of the UFC in 2022. But 2023, absolutely. Probably multiple times. Who knows? Maybe the UFC will give him an offer he can't refuse and he stays, sticks around. Who the hell knows? But I, I would say that's very doubtful at this point. Uh, well, we knew Jake Paul would come up again. And here we go, Jake uh, AK. Buy or sell Jake Paul will compete against a former ufc champion or a fighter currently at this very moment on the ufc roster in 2022
3: Like, can you repeat that he'll fight against a current ufc champion
2: a current ufc rostered fighter a guy who right now is on the ufc roster or a former ufc champion in 2022
3: uh i think the tommy fury fight's gonna happen at some point uh a current UFC, fight? no way. No way. I, like, no, they're not loaning out like Masvidal. I, I know that you would think Masvidal or Nate Diaz we talked about before. No, I don't think they're loaning out of Masvidal for that. Uh, and then a former UFC champion. I think he's already done that. I think I think Jake Paul has a sense of, I've, I've done that. It's not that it can't happen again, but he doesn't want to just do a run of, you know former MMA champions he just did Askren, you know one champion he keeps calling them both like former UFC champions which is which again in the minds of people they can't tell the difference so that's very smart of him so this would be like a third former UFC champion in whatever his four fights I think he's moving on I think like, I keep saying uh, it'll be Tommy fury and I think at some point a pro wrestler I think you've got to get a pro wrestler in there um, and maybe fingers crossed uh, for for him and his uh, certain segment of his fans like another youtuber uh, I know our, our own uh, Guilherme Cruz is speaking to the famous Brazilian YouTube star Winderson uh, Winderson Nunes, I think his name is. And uh, excuse me, Brazilian fans, I apologize for not knowing this guy, but uh, yeah, huge following in in Brazil, and uh, I, I just think the UFC champion thing has run its course for now. So that's a sell for me.
2: Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same wavelength as the last question with Nate. I'll sell. I, I I agree with you. I think the Fury fight does happen, probably summerish, June, July. Maybe he squeezes one more in, but no, I don't think he'll fight like Anderson Silva or anything like that, because that would be an interesting one. Who knows? Maybe boxes freaking door T's or something. A K. Good lord, I can't even like imagine thinking about that. But both would take that fight, and it would probably I don't do insane business. Which I makes don't me want sick. that. But yeah, I'll sell that. It's not gonna happen. Uh, we have our first Eagle FC question AK. Oh good. And this is an interesting one. Buy or sell that Eagle FC will face more scrutiny than have success by the time 2022
3: comes to an end. Wow. How are we gauging success with this promotion? What's their broadcasting deal again? Bypass, right? It's on going on Fight. It's going to be on Fight Pass. Okay, interesting uh, it's, I don't know how we're going to gauge success because I don't think he would gauge it by like amount of, uh, you know, subscriptions earned. Um, maybe, 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 maybe if somehow it generates an insane spike that coincides with its U S debut, then you have to, you know, you have to attribute it to them, but the that's social a part- media
2: numbers. Like everyone's yeah. writing about it and the numbers are great for all the websites. Yeah. And we people are clicks. talking about, yeah, yeah. Like maybe they're above like people view them above the LFA's. the cffc's and the ces's of the world like they're kind of in the mix with the ones and the bellators and such i don't know it's it's kind of a weird question but
3: here's what i'll say there's one way that they can they can uh they can be super 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 successful and surpass any level of scrutiny if they book get artem lobov out of retirement and book him to fight tukagov because let me tell you something let me tell you something people uh this little inside baseball we did a we ran some Artem Lobov story this week, and it did the most insane traffic numbers you'll ever see. I don't want to get into sp- specific numbers, but just picture like what you think is a big story, like a Conor McGregor story or Jake Paul story, and like Artem Lobov disintegrated those numbers. It was crazy. So he's mentioned that he would love to fight Tukogov. That was that was part of his interview with uh, with Air on the MMA Hour this week. Um, and if that fight ever came along, he would do it. Now, would he want to work technically work for Habib? I mean, probably not. But if the check clears it's you know business makes uh makes good friends right so uh, uh would he do a one-off and fight Tuka for eagle fc to bring this like insane grudge match to one of their cards and like really boost one of their shows if that happened then i think it's i don't care what else happens then it's considered a resounding success for eagle fc otherwise i think it's a little bit more of a slow build uh i don't know how much scrutiny they're they're going to receive i think they dodged a bullet by uh bigfoot silva not getting cleared to fight that was Ugly. That was gonna be ugly no matter what. Uh, Rashad Evans. We'll see. I know people aren't crazy about that, and who knows what other veterans they're gonna kind of you know bring out to to compete, and, and that always brings scrutiny from us in the media and from fans. So uh, I'll say uh, a, a soft buy that they will be successful enough that the scrutiny will be pushed aside, and and uh, it'll be viewed as a, a good a good experiment for both uh, uh, Habib and his promotion to come to the USA, and uh, for Fight Pass to, to host them. Okay, so you're saying more success than scrutiny. Yeah, more
2: success. than scrutiny. OK, so that's a, that would be. But based on the question, that'd be a sell.
3: That's um, a sell. OK,
2: Soft sell. I'm I'm definitely going to buy this and. Look, I, I think they will have success, but I have concerns. I have many and I hope they come to light at some point. I'm concerned for sure with some of the matchmaking. You mentioned Bigfoot Silva, Rashad Evans scares the hell out of me. Diego Sanchez fighting Kevin Lee scares the hell out of me. And I'm more concerned about the business structure and the potential conflicts of interest that this organization is clearly showing right off the bat. There is a bazillion questions that I have, none of which were asked at that press conference last month, which I understand why, but they should have been asked. What Ali's, like what where he stands in this promotion? I have no idea. And that's a question that needs to be answered. And until that is answered, there will be lots of scrutiny by the end of the year. I, I just think there will be. He's just a polarizing guy. Uh even if he has nothing to do with the promotion at all. We're seeing the all uh, a slew of his fighters getting signed and if this is like and a lot of people are concerned that this is like the second coming of World Series of Fighting. Like it's a conflict of interest. You if if you're actually working for the promotion and your fighters are all getting signed to this promotion that you're working for, like if somehow he's a He's a secret matchmaker and nobody knows. That's a problem. That is a very big problem. So maybe they will have a successful year. Who the hell knows? Maybe there will be lots of scrutiny and maybe that scrutiny will lead to even more success. But I think there's going to be a lot more questions some concerning questions about Eagle FC. I hope I'm wrong because I want everybody to succeed. I want every promotion to do well, but I, I just have too many questions that I need answered. And I don't think we're going
3: to get the answer to those questions anytime soon. So. Such a journalist. You're such a real journalist, Mike. Yeah. I just, I. That's in the hard questions. You're always asking the hard questions. I want them to do. I really want them to do well.
2: <laughs> I want Habib to, to be super successful as a promoter, as long as it's done the right way. And if I, if, if it's shown that it's all being done buy the book and there's no conflicts of interest and in any, anything like that. Great. I'm a happy camper. Everybody wins, but hopefully there's, there's nothing more. Maybe the Mike Russell's of the world can, can
3: come through and, and give us some answers to these questions. So just, just look the other way, bury your head in the sand and, and clap your hands like a seal. Come on, Mike, go. <laughs> we'll see what happens.
2: Uh, I'm, this is a kind of a curious one. It seems kind of obvious, but I really don't know because you don't know any answers right now. Maybe they'll change by the time this thing airs. But buy or sell, the PFL will find a home on a major network or streaming Ooh. service for 2022. Whether it be back with ESPN, Amazon, or a partnership with some company that will make us say, "Wow, that's uh, that's a big move right there."
3: Yes, yes, uh, that's a buy. Uh, that's a buy. They're, 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 they showed a lot of potential with their product. Uh, they showed a lot of uh, flaws, certainly. Some of, some of them out of their control. I, I understand the broadcast could be a super drag, uh, but like I said, we don't know how much that is the PFL is doing, how much does their broadcast partners doing. There's growing pains, you know, being being on ESPN, uh, being an being MMA promotion on ESPN, that's not the UFC, uh, and you're trying to do things a different way, you're gonna, you're gonna hit some speed bumps. So I think they're gonna refine that process a bit. And I think people see potential. It wouldn't surprise me to see them back on ESPN, but I think uh, uh, they do have other, you know, options around the, around that range. Um, again, NBC Sports is where they were before. I don't know if they can go back to there. But the product is, well, live sports in general, I'd say, sorry. Live sports is one of the most valuable products that you can have. And I don't know how the ratings were exactly for PFL, but probably good enough comparable to like similar time slots that I think most networks or streaming services would be happy to have it. So I'll go pretty confident buy on that one. Yeah, I, I, if they
2: end up like I know they're doing their challenger series or whatever it's called on on Fubo, so hopefully that is just a Fubo exclusive and we're not doing everything there because I wouldn't. I mean, Fubo's uh, uh, Fubo is obviously a popular streaming service and channel and such, but I wouldn't consider that like a big a big thing. Um, but I will buy. I think they get something done. I can see them back on ESPN. Maybe maybe Peacock. I think Peacock could be interesting. Uh, maybe not with NBC Sports, but still with Universal and on that streaming service. I hope for the latter. But if they go back to ESPN, I hope, you're, I hope you're reading me and you're looking into my eyes, PFL. You go on ESPN Plus only, okay? Listen to me. ESPN Plus only. Do not go on any broadcast television network because if the pacing is anywhere near where it was last year, I ain't watching <laughs> I'm not watching. If they say, Mike, I need you to cover PFL, I'm saying, no, I'm not doing it because I don't have 17 hours to watch a card. Go on a streaming service, control your, control the production and make these cards move swiftly. I don't want to feel like I'm watching MMA for four days for one card. I don't want to do that. So stay off of broadcast television, go streaming, please, for the love of God, listen to that and let us live our lives, PFL, because you have an interesting product. You can do some really fun things, but- over a 12 hour stretch, no, I don't wanna see it. So no broadcast, get on a streaming service. If you're going back to ESPN, no ESPN2. If you wanna do the finale on ESPN, cool, but make the, make the process move a little swifter, but control your own production and make it fly like an old UFC Fight Pass card. Just boom, 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 boom. That's what we need. You wanna do a little promo, great, but that's it. We don't need 45 minutes of talk between every single fight, we don't. So streaming service, I think they will find one but please just be on a streaming service don't go on television
3: please 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 i'm begging you pfl mic drop big time a helpful mic drop though that was that was an educational mic drop a mic drop of love yes um i mean i don't know about i don't know about you mike i i enjoy the intrigue of them possibly being delayed 90 minutes by a high school uh boys football game in texas so (laughs) Speak for yourself. I hope they're back on ESPN and like on ESPN, too. And just, that, that was crazy. That was that was like Pe- Peppa Pig levels, like broadcasting disaster. And again, I'm not blaming PFL. I get it. That's what happens when you're on a major network. Unfortunately, you're going to have to you have to apply, work to a schedule. So yeah, you make some great points. about the ES, uh, ESPN plus being on a streaming service, maybe maybe being the better option right now. Yes, uh, by yourself. By the end of 2022, a.k. Bellator
2: will realistically, I mean, realistically, be able to stake the claim that they have the best fighter in the world in at least one division in MMA.
3: Oh my goodness. Not are we promotional
2: ta- BS. Are we I mean ta-
3: realistically. Oh my goodness. Are we talking? What are we doing? Are we pushing this Corey Anderson thing? Is this is, is who sent this? Did Corey Anderson send this question in? Is this could a Corey- be AJ McKee. Maybe AJ <laughs> McKee sent it, <laughs> it in. It could be AJ McKee. Boy, I would love to know what our guys' rankings will look like if, if Anderson like runs through Nemkov and then records a tail defense. And Tashera loses his title, or there's just like a lot of fluctuation at the top of light heavyweight. Maybe we have like two different champions at light heavyweight by the end of the year. Excuse me.
2: Read the question again, Mike. By the end of 2022, Bellator will realistically be able to stake the claim that they have the best fighter in the world in at least one division in MMA. And that a lot of
3: people will agree with them. Uh, Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, screw it screw it uh since we started our global rankings i think anyone who's seen them look they're pretty ufc heavy i think anyone's rankings are and i don't think that's unfair i think because of just how you know the popularity of the ufc the fact that even though we criticize fighter pay all the time it's still of course compared to a lot of leagues still you know very very high paid once you get to the top you're gonna have and and i i I say this with respect to other promotions i think 80 percent of the top of the top fighters in the world are still in the ufc but. It's definitely expanded. You know that 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 range has definitely expand. There is that twenty percent now. Twenty percent is a big number. If you know, if you want to say so, one out of five, uh, you know, top of the top fighters in the division is not in the OC. Then that's kind of where this question comes from, and that's where you get the the, the Corey Andersons, the AJ Mckees. I mean, the Gegard Musasi's. I don't think he could be the best again, but I mean, he's number three still in our rankings. So yeah, I'm going to say yes, it, it would, Corey Anderson's name that keeps coming to my mind. I'm looking at some of the women's divisions uh, and that, that's certainly a possibility, but those are also very UFC heavy at the moment. Uh, most other promotions don't even have a women's bantamweight division, so that's tricky. I'll do it. I'll, I'll say Corey Anderson. I don't even know if I'm picking him to beat Nemkov, but if he does, he's going to deserve some serious talk uh at the end of the year of being the best fighter in the world at 205 which sounds absurd but hey yeah. there we are
2: i'm gonna buy it too and i'm with you 205 i think even if Nemkov wins i think sure and you'll see why i feel this way later on in the show <gasps> but i certainly think they will have that argument to be made at, at 205 so we'll see what happens there uh buy or sell like okay, henry cejudo will end his retirement and fight in the ufc in 2022
3: Uh, no no he will not he will not um it he's always said it's just it's about it's about the money it's about the money i I think there's a part of him that's that it does enjoy the idea of oh maybe go to 145 and challenge become uh you know uh quadruple c or at least triple c in the ufc uh and and i'm sure he thinks about it all the time i i i don't think he's like completely out the door i think he's always had like not even one foot in the door but kind of like right next to the door like ready to step in because he certainly thinks he could beat Volkanovski. Volkanovski's, you know, not the biggest 145er. I'm sure Cejudo looks and is like, yeah, you know, I'd be giving up 10, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, maybe, but I have other skills to make up for that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't, th- but I don't think he'll come back. I don't think the money's right. I think he's pr- doing pretty well for himself. He obviously recently had a daughter. I think he's enjoying being a dad. It, it, you know, it, it's all about the money, and I don't see why the OC would be in any rush to, uh, to bring him back. So that's, that's a sell theme of a lot of these
2: questions has been not 2022, but 2023. And this kind of falls into that. So I think if the question was just Henry Suhudo will officially end his retirement and the question ended there, I would buy this. I would buy this. Do I think he fights in 2022? No, I don't. So I think by the end of this year, it will be known that he is back in the USADA pool. He will be looking for a fight. He will officially reveal that he will fight again, but he won't fight till 2023. So I will sell it. I think he does fight, uh, just not this year. There's just too many players right now. And if he's he's always, he's the king of cringe or whatever, but he's always been pretty smart. And I think 135 is probably the place he would do it. I don't see a Volkanovski fight happening anytime. So maybe it does. Like if Volkanovski goes out and steamrolls Max Holloway, I mean- they could do Suhudo. It's very po- mm, now. I'm thinking about it. No, I'm sticking, with my, I'm sticking with my guns. I'll sell. I think by the end of this year, it will be known he's coming back, but he will not fight this year. So I'll this sell. was specifically
3: to compete in MMA, right? Yes. Return to the UFC. fight inside the octagon. I sound like just had this idea, man. Him boxing on an undercard of a Jake Paul card. I don't know if like I don't know if he can. Can he? I don't know. I don't know what his contract situation. is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't, know what, I no I don't MMA, know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean it could he, be like GSP he probably where still he's, has fights. Yeah, or like GSP he's retired but apparently still under you know, UFC restrictions for the rest of his life or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think that's think. I think that's probably what Cejudo is. Uh, that's is so looking crazy at as well. That's so crazy.
2: Oh, well, we knew this question was coming AK. by yourself Francis Ngannou win or lose at UFC 270, will sign a new multi-fight deal with the Ultimate Fighting Championship.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and frankly, I think he'll back down on the, the boxing demand too. He, that's one thing he said in a recent interview is like, oh, I need to have the option to box. I could see the UFC, you know, giving to that, but I think they have, I don't know if Francis has as much leverage as he thinks he does, unfortunately. And this is true of many fighters. Um, I know. I, I think he knows his home right now is in the UFC. There's money be made in the UFC. He's a great MMA fighter. Would he be a great boxer? Uh, sure, you could you could get him some some easy wins early on. Could he be a uh, you know a heavyweight champion? Could he contend with the Tyson Fury, the Deontay Wilder, you know Anthony Joshua, uh, Usyk? Any of those guys? I, I I mean I don't think so. Realistically not. So I'm sure he'd love to do it. You know, he'd love to just challenge himself. He wouldn't care if he lost. But uh, I don't see those opportunities coming up anytime soon. So I think that means that uh, right now the best option is uh, back on the UFC. So that's a that's a buy That's a buy. I'm buying too.
2: I, I think especially since I think John Jones will fight this year. Yeah. Even if yeah. he loses to serial gun, they're not going to do an immediate rematch. Jones will fight gone. And if Jones wins, I mean, who else are they going to put them in there with they're going to mm-hmm. put them in there with francis so um i think that'll be enough to entice Nganu to stick around knowing that that option is there so yes i will buy it i think uh cooler heads will prevail and uh there you go buy or sell jose aldo will fight for the ufc bantamweight title in 2022.
3: oh this is too easy yeah of course he will yeah, yeah yeah that's a buy that's a buy they'll find a way yeah. Uh, even if he ends up taking another fight with like Cruz or something, I feel like that would like go to a decision. And then look, <laughs> you know, like, he already got one, t- one title fight off a loss. I think it could happen again. especially if it's a controversial one, but I mean, most people pick him to beat Cruz anyway. So uh, if he does have to fight one more time and he might not even have to, he might not even have to, he's got the name power. He's on a nice win streak. I think it makes too much sense to give him uh, one more title shot uh, before, uh, before calling it a day. I- if he's even close to a time, we don't know what this guy, because uh, he's, he looks amazing so far at this age and in this weight class but uh yeah he's gonna fight for ufc title again and it'll it'll be in 2022 uh we got like
2: five or six more by the way i'm selling i don't i i just uh oh i'm sorry i'm buying i think he will fight for i think he will fight for a title i don't know if it's like a straight up earn um but yeah maybe he gets in there short notice replaces but i think at some point he will fight for the title uh buy or sell either sean o'malley or sean brady will fight for ufc titles in 2022 no
3: no, no, sell. That's a sell. That's a sell. I'm high on both guys. I think both guys. Uh, I, you know, we're, I know we've been big on Brady. I think I don't know if you agree with me, Mike. I think he has a better chance of someday becoming UFC champion than O'Malley. I, I just think he's a more well-rounded, better fighter. But uh, O'Malley's got the star power. He's certainly closer. Uh, you could give him a title shot this year uh, after one more win, and I don't think anybody would. Compl- a lot of people would complain but a lot of people would also watch uh, Sean Brady would be a bit more of a head scratcher. So I think Brady, you know, needs to get a uh, tough fight with Chiesa, Uh near ne- nearly lost it, you know, definitely lost the last round and uh, we need to see him go back to the drawing board and just improve. He's he's in, he's in his prime. Just let him, let him get a, get a little more, a uh, little more seasoning and uh, same with O'Malley. He's enjoying being the quote unquote unranked champ and uh, no need to rush him to a title shot. So no, nah, not, not in 2022. Yeah, I'm solid O'Malley definitely won't Brady would have a better chance,
2: but no, not this year. Um, interesting question though. Mm-hmm. Buy or sell, AK, we will see more than one current UFC champion fight for a second title in 2022, excluding Amanda Nunes. More than one? More than one.
3: Nah, sell, sell. I could see one. I uh this look. this will kind of relate to when I talk about the um our, our uh, champions predictions for 2022, Mike. I'll sort of be able to explain further, but yeah, no. I think most most of the champs are staying in their divisions. It certainly, would not surprise me to see some someone jump up or jump down, uh, but um, no, just 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 one, not more than one. More than one. I think there's definitely going to be one. We're probably on
2: the same page, but more than one. I think it's possible, and you'll hear why when we do the champions predictions. But I will sell it. I'm not ruling it out, though. I think I'm a little more confident than you.
3: But we don't want to yeah. throw out names. We don't want to throw out names now. No, I'll throw them out later. Okay, well, don't. Okay, because I was trying to say if there uh, were. You'll know to be, soon, I mean, I'm, you'll
2: know as soon as you say it.
3: And uh, we know, but I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there were to be two. I know one of them. I think we know oh, yeah. one of them. Who would? Would the other? Usman? Usman yep. up to middleweight, possibly. But you'll see why. Possibly. Okay. There's, I was. Thinking, a, I mean, some I have choices. Yeah. Okay uh buy or sell
2: the biggest selling fight slash event of 2022 involving an mma fighter will not happen
3: in the ufc the biggest selling fight of 2022 involving an mma fighter will not happen in the ufc wow that's a great question that's a great question do i think nate diaz will box this year do i think conor mcgregor will box this year do i think jake paul will fight another box another mma fighter the biggest no but only because we both only because I think the John Jones fight fight's gonna happen, or Ngannou, sorry, or Silo Gan, John Jones heavyweight title fight's gonna happen. And I think that should be enough to overcome the freak showiness of uh, some of the other options out there. So yeah, let's say John Jones comes back and and creates this like massive heavyweight fight. So that's a sell, sell for me.
2: Yeah, I'll sell. No other MMA promotion can pull it off besides the UFC. And you know, maybe there is some crazy wild boxing fight, but I just don't know if they pull. The numbers that the UFC are going to be able to pull with some certain cards this year. But so. that question
3: could mean like Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, right? Like Jake Paul Anderson of course. Silva, Jake yeah. Paul, masvidal Do you think a Jake Paul Masvidal would be bigger than it because I I just don't think that fight's happening, because I think that would be bigger than John Jones.
2: If Connor no, fights an MSG done. in November, that'll be the biggest,
3: in my opinion. Okay. I don't true, think I don't true. think it's doing 1.4, yes. 1.5. Okay. Fair I point. I just don't see it
2: happening. Uh buy or sell the UFC will end the year with the same amount of divisions it begins the year with, which is 12.
3: Oh right, so this could mean either will they add bad, uh, Adam Weight? Will they cop, you know maybe copy Eagle FC and go one, you know one sixty five one seventy five or will they, will they, they lose women's featherweight? Yeah. Will they lose women's featherweight? That's that's the big one, right? Uh I, I, oh, I'm one of those people who says uh, women's featherweight never dies. So uh, <laughs> even though I mean not because I'm like super fond of the division, I just think they keep fi- for at least a little bit longer they'll keep finding ways to keep it alive. I don't think God. So for me, the question is of addition, uh, and Adam Weight is certainly a possibility. Uh, women's Adam Waits specifically, I should say. And I, I don't think, obviously, I don't think they'll do the 165 thing. He's very, uh, Dana White's very against it. Uh, I'll, I'll go. That's a great question. I'll go sell sell. Oh, uh, So no, buy, buy, I'm sorry, buy. They will have the same amount. They will have the same amount of divisions, uh, but we will have rumblings, I think, for Adam Waits. Yeah, I'm buying because on an official level, I'm with you. I don't think
2: UFC will publicly say Women's 145 is done. Even if Amanda rides off into the sunset, I think they will keep it open for at least a few months in 2023 because like we both talked about, we both think Kayla Harrison will fight in the PFL and I think they will hold out hope that maybe in 2023 she can come along and kind of take the division by storm. So I think at least while, it just depends. Kayla Harrison's the big question here. So if she ends up with the PFL, yes. If she goes to Bellator and sounds like a six fight deal with them, then there's a chance that we'll have 11 divisions by the end of the year, but we'll see Kayla Harrison is
3: obviously the big question to all of this, in my opinion. So yeah, listen, they, uh, they've hilariously had featherweight rankings, which is just Amanda Nunez's face and then nothing beneath her on their official, <laughs> like on UFC.com rankings for like three years. So however long she's had the title. So they really don't care. <laughs> they don't care if people think of it.
2: Do so we get two more questions, AK one all right, all right. Uh, buy or sell at least three current ranked UFC fighters, Will find new homes in MMA in 2022, whether it's with Bellator, PFL, One, Eagle FC, you name it. At least three currently ranked UFC fighters will officially sign with different promotions sometime this year.
3: Ranked by the UFC, not ranked by the MMAfighting.com. Yeah, Global we'll go, go, we'll go the with UFC other... rankings. Fine, <laughs> hold on. I just had to rank this up and let me bring them up. Uh, uh, for me, by the way, this is a, almost definitely a buy. Almost definitely a buy. I can't even think of specific names, but I just think there's so much turnover these days and I think fighters are more aware of their options that yeah and if we're talking like top 15. that's a lot that's a wide range now if you narrowed it down to top 10 I I'd probably go sell if we're going narrowed it down to top 10 but based on the. Uh, ranked ranks yeah yeah you could see guys i mean uh, uh brett johns some people remember brett johns last year was still ranked. i think he was ranked with the ufc when he left it was around like 14 15 and left and like just nobody noticed just nobody noticed that it happened but he left the ufc on a win streak and uh and you know lost his first belt or fight but that was one guy who left so there was a bunch that that it happened in 2022 with uh so, excuse me in 2020 with quite a few names uh, and I could see it happening here. We do have some young up-and-comers now, a lot in the OC rankings, filling out the, the bottom half. But no, is it three or more? Or uh, is it three or more? Right? At least three. At least three? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'll, I'll do. I'll do buy. I'm not super confident about it. I'll go buy. Yeah.
2: In sync. Bye bye bye. Don't know who. Don't know where. Don't know how. But it's. But it's <laughs> nice. happening. Like just look at nice, the heavyweight. Just, nice. just look at the heavyweight division. There's probably like three heavyweights that'll move over. That'll move on to like a different promotion like Walt Harris or Jairzinho or somebody like that. Like I could see like one of those guys certainly going over and yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll buy that. Uh, last one, AK, this one I might have to read a couple of times, but I thought this is a very interesting question. By the time we do this show in 2023, the UFC will be without three or more of these names on their active roster. Francis Ngannou, Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, Israel Adesanya, Dustin Poirier, Kamar Usman. Whether it be due to free agency or retirement, by the time we do this show next year, at least three of these fighters will not be UFC fighters. Nganu, McGregor,
3: Diaz, Adesanya, Poirier, Usman. Sell. Diaz, sure, I think gone. McGregor, yeah, very likely. All right. By the time we do this next year, I I, I think he's going to. No, no, I think so. There you go. I'll give you two. I'll give you Diaz and McGregor. I mean, those are, I guess, the most obvious ones. But I'm not convinced about Nganu, uh, Edison, yeah, uh, Usman, like retiring. I'm not going to. Who were the, t- the other teams that I left out? Um, Poirier. Oh. No, Mazadel's sticking around. What was the other one?
2: That was Nganu, McGregor,
3: Diaz, Addison, Poirier, Usman. Is it six names? Six of them okay okay yeah yeah so uh so i'm going less than half so i'm going you can you can sell me on Diaz mcgregor i'm but i'm going conservative with this pick and i'm 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 uh, i'm selling i think they're uh i think the other four stick around
2: let me look at the okay nganu mcgregor diaz adesanya poirier usman i think diaz will certainly be gone mcgregor i think will still be around because of all reports, even our own Ariel Hawani McGregor's got two fights left in his deal. I think he's going to fight once in November, so I think he'll still be there. The most interesting name of this bunch is Israel Adesanya because he doesn't have a lot of fights left in his deal. He's definitely rifting a bit with the UFC with the way they announced this Whitaker fight for February yeah. 12th, which by all accounts, Adesanya has not put pen to paper yet. I don't think... I, We, No one's followed this fight more than we have. We've (laughs) told you all of this, that Whitaker signed for this fight like probably a month and a half ago. It's probably going to happen. I think Adesanya is just pissed off and he's trying to send a message to the UFC. Mm -hmm. I think the fight will happen. I don't think it's in any jeopardy of not happening. Mm -hmm. Adesanya is very interesting. I think he's the most interesting. Pori and Usman are interesting in their own right because they've both publicly talked about their MMA career is winding down at some point. Both of them have made really good money, Poirier especially. So I would basically need, hmm, like one of these guys. I'm going to sell, but this is really close. I think two of them will certainly be gone. Three seems like a lot, but certainly not impossible, AK. You so, sense a retirement. You sense a retirement. At least, I think one of them. So I'm going to sell this, but somewhat reluctantly. It would not shock me if we if if, if three of these names are no longer in the UFC. You could have sellers sellers remorse by this yeah. time next year. We're going to talk about this one. This wow. I have a, th- this could very well be the one that I'm kicking myself in the ass for <laughs> that that I didn't pick. All right. So that is the buy or sell. Again, thank you for all the questions. And when I used to do the show before MMA fighting, and some of you did this already, because some of these questions were were part of that old email chain people started submitting these questions throughout the year. So if there's like certain things that come up and you have thoughts, just send them out and we'll just compile them throughout the year. We had some people like April, May of last year, people were sending some of these in. So just keep that in mind. You can send these in at any time. So let's go to our predictions for UFC champions by the end of the year. We will start with the ladies because ladies first, AK. that's the way the cookie crumbles. We will start oh. with the UFC women's straw white champion of the world. Who will it be?
3: Okay, uh, I'll say this. This is going to start a trend. Uh, you, it'll, it'll be noticeable as we as we go along. So I'm sticking with Rose. I'm sticking with Rose. I think we get the Asparza fight at some point, which I would pick, uh, which is a very a, a tough matchup. Don't get me wrong. Tough stylistic matchup. But I think Navajunas has come far enough that she should win that. She should win the rematch. Uh, not not like a blowout. Um, I just think that they're at this stage of their career, she's the better fighter. So Namajunas to retain, probably defend against someone else. I just don't see. I just don't know if anyone at strawweight right now uh, do I see as a super super like dangerous threat to her. Um, like maybe maybe uh, uh, Lamosh. You know, maybe Lamosh gets that title shot this year. Uh, I just don't know if I would pick her to beat Rose right now. So I'm thinking a couple of title defenses for Rose, and she is still the champion by the end of the year.
2: Uh, I will pick a new champion, uh, and she will also be, because I forgot we, we usually do male and female fighter of the year predictions. Not that like we ever really know the answer to that question, but uh, I'm picking a new champion, and I'm also picking this woman to be the female fighter of the year in 2022, Marina Rodriguez. I knew you would, but I knew it. Will be the women's strawweight champion at the mm-hmm. end of the year. I think she's mm-hmm. going to beat Yan Janan. I think she'll beat her convincingly, and I think she will not be denied. And I think her style and I think her improvements will lead to UFC gold. So, congratulations, Marina Rodriguez. Hopefully, this is not a a curse of some kind. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's my pick. Uh, women's women. So right now, women's flyweight seems somewhat easy. We got Valencia Shevchenko. We got some interesting challengers coming up over the next year or two we we've mentioned a lot of them a lot of the rookie of the year nominees we got tyler santos getting ready to, to make some moves will valentina Shevchenko still be the champion at the end of the year
3: yeah barring a vacancy uh like i said i think i assume she's the name we're gonna mention as possibly wanting to fight for another title but uh, i i don't think the ufc would strip her of the flyweight title right away uh, I think like Amanda Nunes, should she win a second title, they would give her the, you know, at least luxury defending both of them a couple of times, uh, at least a couple of times. I mean, definitely they never asked Nunes to uh, to not defend both. So I, should, I think Shechenko could do the same. So, yeah, she, unless unless she's forced to retires for a reason or is forced to vacate, there's just no one at Flyweight yet. Uh, but someday, who knows, Casey O'Neill and I'm an and Aaron Blanchfield and, you know, could be in the title picture, but just not, not yet
2: your Bantamweight champion too? Uh no actually. Okay. She's my Bantamweight champion. So I've Schubertko okay. flyweight and Bantamweight
3: champion. Okay. Who's your Bantamweight champion? I think Nuñez gets it back. I okay. I'm I'm not on the Peña has Nunez's. um number bandwagon I, I i understand that that uh, that the way pena beat nunez was not novel that is how nunez has lost before so it was not a fluke it was pena implementing the game plan that has had success against amanda nunez in the past so but i i, I do think uh, if you just watch the fight i think amanda, i think uh amanda nunez did not fight her best fight um with respect to pena and pena did fight her best fight so she more than deserved to be the champion i mean she she she, she beat the best you 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 caught her uh, I think she made, uh, Amanda Nunez not fight her best fight. So I should say, I should say that I'm sorry that, uh, that, uh, Pena took her out of her comfort zone and made her fight the fight she wanted to. And that's why Pena is a champion now. Uh, but I think Nunez with the, with the luxury of, 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 rematch, the luxury of getting to strategize and prepare in a different way. Uh, I I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, you know, one of the people who think she is the greatest women's fighter we've seen. This is the big test. This is a big test. How do you rebound from that loss at this stage of your career where you've won everything? Uh, Can you find that motivation one more time to make those adjustments? I think she does. And I would also pick her to win a Shevchenko rematch if that fight happens this year. So I'm going all in on Nunez having a big year. Not that I think she necessarily fights Shevchenko this year, but if that happens, I'm picking Nunez to win again. Yeah, I might have to go
2: against my Marina Rodriguez pick because if Shevchenko wins a second title, it's kind of hard to deny her that. But yeah, like I said earlier, even if Nunez beats Juliana Pena, I still think she I think she's done. I think she'll just say, all right, I, I avenged this loss. I ended it on top. I'm done. And then vacant title, Shevchenko versus uh, Juliana Pena. They just do that. Shevchenko wins it. She's the champion. Will there be the featherweight? Will Nunes still be the featherweight champion at the end of the year, OK?
3: I wrote down Kayla Harrison, but it kind of go. I guess it kind of goes against like my weird predictions that she's going to fight for Bellator and the PFL. And you know what? Screw it. Somehow Kayla Harrison fights for all two promotions in the same year. All right. I said it. That's it. I don't want to, I don't need to explain further.
2: You win. If that actually happens, you win the show. We don't even have to go. We're not going to do a predictions recap show. You would just win. Um, Yeah. I I say no champion. I don't think the division is closed, but I say no champion. I think at noon it'll be vacant and we'll see what 2023 holds. Maybe Kayla Harrison will be the answer by the end of 2023. All right. We go to the men who will be the UFC flyweight champion of the world at the end of the year, AK
3: oh you so said this is flyweight now right yep i'm going i'm going with my guy one of my guys uh pantoja pantoja i think wow i think askarov uh might be making a mistake taking the kai kara france fight uh certainly askarov can beat him but that's that to me is a coin toss fight and that's gonna hurt him if he loses the kai Car france and kara france then will be on his way out so i think pantoja at some point does get the uh another fight with moreno I would pick Moreno to beat to beat Figgy and their their trilogy about. And then I think Pantoja, I just like what I just again, I know it's kind of I, I, it's like, why can't it be like what I said with the Sparza and you know Namajunas before, where you know Sparza won the first fight and they're different fighters now? I just think Pantoja is 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 again, either the one of the top three flyweights in the world. And, you know, if you fought Moreno, I don't know, 10 times, maybe wins six out of 10, but for me, that's enough. That's, that's the, that's the odds. And I think he could beat him again. I know it's hard to beat anyone three times in MMA. Uh, it's hard to even get three fights with someone in MMA, but I think uh, Pantoja could do it. So yeah, I'm going a, a bit of an odd pick there.
2: I like it. Uh, I was torn between two names. A.K. One was the reigning, defending undisputed champion, Brandon Moreno and the other was our old friend, Manel Cap, And while I think Manel will have a massive year, I don't think he gets to a title fight in 2022. So with that said, I will go with Brandon Moreno to beat Figueiredo, maybe defend one more time, maybe against Pantoja, uh, maybe against Kyra France or Askarov, but I think Moreno wins either of those fights and uh, will end the year as the champion. Moreno, you gotta remember, Moreno's not the most, he was very active in 2020. 2021, he only fought once, right? So. Yeah, I, I, he might fight twice. And if Figueredo beats him, they're going to fight again. There'll be another fight. So then they fight a, 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 again. And I think if they do t- like a two out of three series, I think Moreno will win at least one of them. So, uh, yeah, so I'll go with Brandon Moreno. Bantamweight, this is your division, AK. You've been singing the praise of the Bantamweight more than anybody. And this is very interesting. We're going to have March 5th. Finally, we get to answer some questions at the top of the division. Aljamain Sterling versus Piotr Jan, a unification belt and a lot of worthy challengers right behind him. So who will be the champion at the end of the year? Will it be Aljamain Sterling? Will it be Piotr Jan? Will it be somebody
3: else? It will be Piotr Jan. I have a, I have a lot of confidence in this guy as someone who could have a dominant, dominant championship reign, uh, could become the greatest of all time at 135 pounds. I say this as someone who picked Sterling to beat him, by the way, in the first fight. So, hey, when, I, when I'm proven wrong, it leaves a big impact on me. and this guy, you know, whatever, he gives up a round or two early in his fights when he once he gets those lasers going, he just I just can't see him losing to so many of these people. I mean, there's a lot of great uh, challengers coming up. And Rob Devalish really, of course, um, uh, Ricky Simone, of course, O'Malley somewhere down the road. Uh, and that's again, there's this whole cluster of guys who are just like starting to have their run at one third TJ Dillashaw. I mean, there's a fight with TJ Dillashaw ahead. And, and uh, that's another guy who I still think has the skills to become a world champion. So um, but I think he's gonna, gonna put together a great run. Again, this is the second part of sort of my theme I'm talking about as I did with uh, Rose, where I think where we're back in this, I wanna believe back in this age where people stay in their division, string together three, four, five straight title defenses and we're talking about and become these champions that we're talking still talking about 15 you know, years from now.
2: 2021 was a year of feel good stories and new champions. And it just, it warmed your heart to hear and see some of these names and see some of these fighters come through on the other side and become champions. And while Pyotr Jan is a terrific, terrific fighter, and I think he will beat Aljamain Sterling, and I think he will be a champion, and maybe even have a title defense, my pick is gonna be the guy that not only will end the year as the Bantamweight champion, not only will end the year as the male fighter of the year, aka will also take 2021 by himself and be like you want a feel good story i'm the feel good story of the decade the man's name is jose aldo jose aldo will be the ufc bantamweight champion at the end of 2022 he will defeat Piotr Jan to become the champion in december of 2022 he will defeat him five rounds unanimous decision he will get it done. He's learned his lessons from the first fight. He will come through with an, just an incredible game plan. Jose Aldo will go at least 2-0 and end the year as the champion and will be the fighter of the year. And it will be undeniable because it will be the feel-good story of all feel-good stories, AK.
3: Oh, my goodness. God bless us, everyone. God blesses <laughs> everyone this coming December. Wow. <laughs> uh featherweight is also very interesting because march 5th we get the trilogy
2: fight between alexander Volkanovski and max holloway i love the fight i could watch those guys fight a hundred times we also have some interesting up-and-comers some youngsters we got a guy like giga chikadze who if he beats calvin cater on saturday could be very well next in line there's some very yeah. interesting names that could fight for this title and of course there's the cejudo factor if if Volkanovsky wins, that's the biggest fight you could probably make outside of Max Holloway at this point. So we got some interesting names. Will it be your guy
3: Volkanovsky, ending the year the same way he begins it? Yes. And this is even if he loses, because uh, I think we talked about this on BTL. I think it would be only fair if he lost uh, to give him his rematch. If he, if, he, if he, you know, he'd technically still be up to one on Holloway. He gave him an immediate rematch the first time he would have given him an immediate rematch the second time if they hadn't already fought twice so uh, i think it would be only fair now is the ufc think that's fair i don't know i i feel like they've never quite fully gotten behind volkanovsky which again is crazy because again you had a great fight uh he dominated mac not dominated but won a clear decision the first fight with holloway uh won a close very exciting fight the second fight you know some people disagree some people have Holloway, that's fine one one of the fights of the year against uh brian ortega just an insane fight So i hope that uh, that his standing with the company would be quite a bit higher but uh high enough anyway to get a a fourth fight with holloway should holloway beat him and then i think i'd pick him to win that fourth fight so uh i think no matter what he retains even if he's just only fights uh, uh max holloway twice this year <laughs>
2: Yeah, I I think this is going to be the year of Volkanovski in a lot of ways. I think he's going to beat Holloway in March in a very good fight, but no robbery. I just think it's going to be kind of Jan Sanhagen-esque where both guys just put on incredible performances. But by the time it's over, we realize just how good Volkanovski is. And I think we kind of got that that sense. After the Ortega win, because a lot of people had that as fight of the year, definitely was the round of the year. But outside of that third round, Volkanovski won that fight, and it was pretty one-sided, if we're being honest. So, I think Volkanovski will beat Holloway. I think he probably fights Chakadze at some points, but I think he wins that fight as well. And I think not only will Volkanovski end the year as featherweight champion, I think he's a guy we'll be talking about in the top three. For pound for pound fighters in the world i just think it's it's you can't deny him you can make that argument right now that he's in the top three um yeah. and if you made it i would not argue with you he's that good and he's uh that under the radar in my opinion he's a little bit disrespected if if for being honest so i think volkanovsky will end the year as the featherweight champion and i think this will be the year where people really start to take him seriously so there we go the great stays the great and stays the champion 155, AK, this is where things could get a little saucy because we got, we got Oliveira, we got Justin Gaethje, we got Islam Makachev, we got Benil Dariush. We even have Conor McGregor in the mix. Hell, Dustin Poirier is still in the fold as well if he wants to stay at 155. So there's a lot of interesting names in the lightweight division. We got some up-and-comers coming up as well.
3: Who will end the year as the lightweight champion of the world, AK? Mike, you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. I'm riding this train until the wheels fall off. The Bronx, Charles Oliveira is going to retain. Uh, I don't care. I don't care if he fights Makachev. I, I think that's guaranteed to happen at some point. Uh, well, obviously, I'm saying that I think he retains against Gaethje. Uh, I think I think that's another rear naked choke victory for Charles Oliveira after, of course, getting brained a couple of times, because what Charles Oliveira fight would it be if he didn't let himself get cracked. Uh, so it takes a few hits from Gaethje. Uh, gets a few, unfortunately, a few years knocked off his career and then uh, comes back with a rear naked choke victory. Uh, and I think he'd out-grapple Makachev too. So I'm ri- I'm riding on this one. I know he has so many hungry, uh, or at least say two very hungry contenders coming after him who uh, have, I, I I hope not, uh, would not be favored. Gaethje would probably be slightly favored. Makachev would almost definitely be favored. And I bet Makachev would be like a minus 200, open to like a minus 200, which is just, come on. I know how the fight game works. It's just so disrespectful. I don't, I don't know what Charles Oliveira has to do to be, to be viewed as a dominant champion. I guess, again, like I said, not, not get cracked in the first like 90 seconds, but um, yeah, but I'm going with him to retain. It might not always be pretty, but I think uh, he's going to take out Gaethje and he's going to take out Makachev and then who knows what happens after that at 155, but more respect for this guy
2: let's not forget that Makachev might actually lose to Benil Dariush. This is a very strong possibility. Makachev is is really good, but so is Benil Dariush. There you go. And that's. I know the odds aren't with Benil, but he's, I think he's stylistically, he's got a very good chance to win that fight. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. either way, I'm with you, AK. I picked Charles Oliveira to end yes. the year last year as champion, and I'm picking him to end this year as the champion as well. I think kind of like Volkanovski, I think Olivera has come into his own. I think people are starting to take him a little more seriously, but not as serious as people probably should be taking him serious. I think we're all, outside of yourself, I think we're all sort of guilty of that. I think we've all kind of taken Olivera for granted. I, Like I said, I started the year. In January of last year, I said Olivera would end the year as champion. And then as the year progressed, I picked against him. I, no, I picked him, I picked him to beat Chandler, but I picked Poirier to beat Olivera. Uh, right. I will not make that mistake again. Oliver ends the
3: year as champion. So, uh,
2: welterweight, it's Kamaru Usman seems like the, the consensus pick here. I'm sticking yeah. with Kamar Usman. Are you?
3: Yeah. 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 Again, you know, we said, we said, we talked about before the, the real question is, do you think he might want to, I don't know, change divisions? Will he try and pursue opportunities outside the UFC and maybe not compete as much in, and, and, and you know, and then, and then advocate the belt for that. And. Um, will he, will he just retire? You know, we don't know, uh, but I don't think so. I think there's enough reasons for him to stick around. There's just a lot of really good matchups waiting for uh, Leon Edwards. I still think that has to happen at some point. Uh, Luque would be a great fight. I think Balan Muhammad is making a very strong case for a title shot. So, uh, and, uh, and don't rule out Gilbert Burns somehow fighting his way to another shot. I, I know that's not really something people are thinking about, but he looked good against, you know, Woodley in the, uh, excuse me. He looked good against Usman in the first round. And and he just, and then he got taken out. That's what made that fight so compelling, right? As he was such a great challenger, he looked like a great challenger and Usman finished him. So his how good he is was part of what made Usman's year so great, his, uh, his 2021 fighter of the year campaign. So so outstanding. So um, yeah, a lot of great challenges for him. I, I I know there's other, he's probably thinking about how can he make the most money? And do I wanna do some of these rematches? But uh, he has no shortage of uh, contenders. So yeah, stick around, maybe get another three tile defenses, maybe pick up another Fighter of the year award. I don't know, um, but he will be the champion though.
2: I agree, I think Usman will be the champion, I think. And we talked about like a certain number of fighters, will they go up and challenge for a second title? And the other name I was thinking of was Kamar Usman because the man I believe will be the middleweight champion by the end of the year is Robert Whitaker. I think Robert Whitaker will win the rematch. Uh, I don't know when a third fight will happen between those two guys. I think the relationship between Adesanya and the UFC will not get better. I think it will at some point, but I think it's gonna take a while to get there. And I could see Usman going up and fighting Whitaker at some point, maybe wow. October, November. So I think Whitaker's gonna win. Uh, I picked him last year, they just didn't get the chance to fight each other. So I'd be kind of crazy if I didn't pick Whitaker again, considering they didn't fight. And Whitaker's look really good. And if there's one guy 185, in my opinion, that can beat Israel out of Sanya it's this sort of 2.0 version of Robert Whitaker that we've been seeing the guy who fought Kelvin Gastel and the guy who fought Darren Till, um, the guy who beat Jared Kennanier in a crazy fight. The guy has faced the adversity. He's been in some tough fights and he's found ways to win and he's found ways to to win dominantly when he needs to. So give me Robert Whitaker to get it done and end the year as the middleweight champion, AK.
3: I love the respect you're showing to the Reaper. I should i shouldn't consider it a foregone conclusion that he's going to lose the rematch because yeah robert whitaker is a great fighter and i think you're right i think uzman would be crazy if that scenario unfolded to not go up and challenge whitaker because whitaker is essentially a uh a normal sized like human like you know welterweight like he, he's a welter he's not a he's not a big 185-er uh i don't think he cuts he his walk around is probably like 190 195 and that's like out of shape that's like out of camp whitaker in camp he's probably 190 i don't think he cuts like anything um, so Usman going in there. Usman would probably be bigger than him, frankly, uh, if they if they fought at 185, which is which is kind of crazy. So, um yeah, th- and and that scenario that's definitely a fun scenario to see play out. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sticking with status quo here. My answers are so much more boring, Mike. I apologize to the uh, to the listeners. But combat sports is boring when you think about it. Right? Like, what's exciting about combat sports? Like people punching each other, hitting each other with flying kicks, spinning elbows, like breaking each other's arms. Like that's. You know snooze am i right like it's not exciting so i'm sorry guys i give boring answers for boring uh boring uh business see how boring we can get at 205
2: pounds Okay, who will be the oh. light heavyweight champion of the world at the oh, end well, of the year
3: as soon as i say that well now <laughs> i've now I, I, I actually am deviating from uh my, uh all the respect in the world to glover to he has nothing left to prove i actually do think believe it or not mike i am picking him to uh win a hypothetical Prochaska fight I think I, I think he'll get the fight to the ground, and I think his ground game will be too much for the for the Czech superstar. Uh, but I'm not picking him to beat Magomed Ankolaev. I think Magomed Ankolaev has the style to counter uh, Glover Teixeira, and I think we will see him uh, march his way to the uh, top of the light heavyweight rankings by the end of the year, which is funny because I think he's still kind of only like a guy that hardcores are really recognizing. I don't know if the UFC has done a great job. Uh, promoting Ankalaev, considering he's won six oh, seven straight fights. So uh, they might want to get in that train soon because I do think he'll be the champion uh, heading into 2023.
2: So I've kind of have two choices here. It's either going to be no champion or it's mm. going to be Glover Teixeira. I'm mm. with you. I've, oh. I've been I've been on record many times and I will stay on record. Glover Teixeira will submit Yuri Perhashka. OK, he will retain the title. Then he will fight probably Alexander Rakic. Okay. and he will win that fight as well, and then he will be done. So he will retire as champion, um, or maybe not. I don't know, but it, it'll either be he will either retire as champion, and there will be no champion, or he will be the champion at the end of the year. So go, out go over to share will be the answer. Yep, go over to share
3: will be the answer. New England boys,
2: you New England boys, always sticking together. Yeah, I, I think he beats Yuri, and then I think he beats Rackage too. I just think oh, he'll he'll be able to get any of these guys to the ground. If he does, he'll win. It's just it's just the way that the cookie crumbles right now heavyweight i've already given my answer john jones will be the heavyweight champion at the end of the year your thoughts
3: and gone, gone and i say that i say that even with the possibility of a john jones fight i think i think at heavyweight um and with jones don't get me wrong i think doing all the right things with in the gym training and preparing changing his body and all that i think i'm sure he's preparing himself as best he can i think being out of action this long just cannot be good for him um i am a believer in ring rust or cage rust whatever you call it especially when you look at the lifestyle jones has been leading you know and again he's just doesn't seem like a guy I, I get it when he's in the gym he's probably a different beast he's probably the most focused like hardest working guy in the gym but i just don't know if you can separate that with sort of this chaos that's happening in his personal life um because i say the same thing about conor McGregor too i bet conor McGregor in the gym is like amazing I bet if you watch him work out you're like oh this guy's still this guy could still be the lightweight champion you know he could win the welterweight title whatever but all this other stuff all these distractions it, it's it's really hard to ignore them at least once you reach a certain age i think john jones is what 33 now right 33 and 34, excuse me, thirty four in July. And a lot of those years are spent in the UFC. These are these are UFC MMA competitive years. So he's got so much mileage uh, mentally, physically. I don't think you can take this much time off and just step in against Ngannou or even a serial gun and, and just wipe them out like that. That's, a, that's a t- I think that's a tough task. And I don't think we've seen the best John Jones for a long time. And I don't know, necessarily think we're going to see that at uh, in, a, in a, his first heavyweight fight. So maybe he comes to heavyweight champion someday, just not this year and not against Ngannou or gone right now. So I'm sticking with Ngannou. I think he he uh, he he beats gone and defends against Jones or someone else and, and ends the year.
2: All right, last piece of business, AK. Time for the bold We Caliente prediction for 2022. Uh, last year you said that we would see Kale Harrison versus Amanda Nunes in the UFC. That did not happen. I said that Dana White relationship with the media would improve and be much in a much better place. I would say that there's really, I don't know. It was, that was close, but I still think we were both wrong, but that's really what this is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be just kind of a crazy out of the box prediction where you're like, how the hell did you think of this? And it's probably not going to happen. But again, like we stated at the beginning, it's almost impossible to, have like a we caliente prediction because anything is really possible right now like yeah. literally anything with the the current landscape of combat sports so where are we going with this ak what's your wee caliente prediction
3: well i'm lucky i kind of had two shots of this right because between the links i got to give a prediction for for one of the one of the questions in between the links where, where and i think this was a fun one i said i said uh uh, Kayla Harrison finds Oh, sorry. Excuse me. The, the, that bell tour and the PFL find a way to co-promote probably revolving around a Kayla Harrison bout either before the season begins or, uh, or if they move this, if they can adjust the schedule. So it's not like it does you know, it doesn't end in, in December, have her win the tournament and then face someone, you know, that, and then have her face someone in bell tour. I think that'd be so cool. So I think co-promotion would be my bold prediction, uh, in a broader sense talking about the UFC. So this is my bold prediction for Otno. I don't know how bold this is. But we talked about this guy earlier, and I feel like I feel like it's worth saying, I think so. This is one of the reasons why another reason I have Usman any of the years champion. And we were talking about Shamayev earlier. Uh, this and why I don't think Shamayev will jump over anybody to get a tell shot. Cause I think Shemaev will lose a fight, not against Kamar Usman. I think he will face a tough, he will face a tough one, and it will surprise people. It'll be it'll be some maybe it's a, like I said, maybe it's a Balam Muhammad. I've disrespected Balaam Muhammad a lot. I've picked against him many times. I think i'm underestimating just how good and tough and well-rounded he is and i know khamzat has made a habit of crushing <laughs> tough guys uh maybe balaz next but i certainly wouldn't rule out Bilal beating him vicente luke there's just guys ahead of Shemaya. if they if they went you know if they decided to like match up whatever you know two high risers brady and shamayev i wouldn't pick shamayev to like destroy brady i think brady is so good so i don't know what they do with shamayev next but I have a feeling he doesn't get the title shot at Usman, uh, not because Usman, you know, kind of uh, "quote unquote" ducks him, because he's going to lose a non-title fight first.
2: Best friend, we're kind of on the same page with this one. No, uh, but I went a little more. Out, I, I went a little more outside the box, Uh-oh. just in case this is going to happen. Oh my goodness! And I was prepared for this. So you always are. You're always prepared. I. I'm with you, but I can. This can be interpreted in multiple different ways. So, my bold prediction for 2022 is that Anderson Silva will win more boxing matches than Hamzat Shemaev wins UFC fights in 2022.
3: Oh, I like that. I like, are you predicting like three matches? Like he boxes three or, or only twice? If he and- boxes
2: twice he will still win more boxing <gasps> matches than Shamayev wins UFC fights in twenty. Oh, my goodness. So either this could go a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe Silva just box. boxes twice and wins. Maybe Shamayev doesn't fight till, like, May or June and just, like, wins and then doesn't fight again. He holds out for a title shot and says, I ain't fighting, and then just doesn't fight again. Or he loses to a Gilbert Burns or a Covington or maybe even a Bilal Muhammad. Or maybe even a Neil Magny. How that fight hasn't been put together is insane to me. But I think I don't know if I still don't know if it's like an activity thing or Shamaev kind of meets his match and has takes that first L that a lot of these people need outside of Habib or Magomedov because I think everyone or, or John Jones even. So yeah, I think I think Anderson Silva will win more boxing matches than Hamzat Shamaev wins UFC fights in 2022. How to ter- interpret that however you want. Maybe he fights Usman in his second fight and loses. Who knows? But I, at the end of the year, Silva at least two, Shamayaf one or less.
3: I like that. I, I hope Anderson Silva just goes like four and oh in boxing and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and and just makes your prediction like super easy. Like like by like by like August, he's already fought three times. It's three and oh, it's like, oh, this prediction is in the bank. Like this. <laughs> yes. And he books a fight for like New Year's Eve or something and like Ryzen. It's like, oh yeah, this is great. This is perfect. So that's that's I what like I'm that. going. That's I our like bold that.
2: predictions for the year. Uh buy sells in the books, champions in the books. Let us know what you think uh, in the comments section. Hit us up, let us know whoever. Because next week, no more wasting time, AK. No more trying to fill gaps and fill spots. The UFC is back in action this Saturday. UFC Vegas forty six. Forty six. Yes. yes, this is forty six. First card of the year, headlined by Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikadze. That is a fun one at 145. A must win for both guys for different reasons. Uh, we have Kaitlin and Jennifer Maya. Michelle Pajeda versus, by the time we're recording this, opponent TBD, because Muslim Salikov is out of that fight, as yes. uh, our own Guillermo Cruz uh, has reported. Brandon Royval versus Orgerio Bontorin. I don't think I've been I I think that might be the most fascinating fight in my eyes only because of the interview I do with Brandon Royval who's trying to like calm himself and I just don't know like the f- battle within himself to fight calmly is so interesting to me because he's so full of chaos uh Chase Sherman Jake Collier uh Joe Anderson Brito versus Bill Algio that's fun Jamie Pickett Joseph Holmes uh Ramiz uh Brahma, I can uh, never I, get that. I believe, I believe
3: it's, I believe it's Bra- Brahimai. Brahimai.
2: I yes. Yeah. I suck. Sorry. Uh, versus Court McGee, TJ Brown, Gabriel Benitez, Dakota Bush versus uh, Vlasiozleff, Borishev.
3: You almost wanted to say Dakota's nickname there, didn't you? We're not going to say it. You We're almost wanted to it. say it. I, uh, I, Vanessa... saw pause, I saw you pause for a second.
2: Vanessa Demopoulos versus Sylvania gomez Juarez, and our old friend, Brian Boom-Kelleher wow. back inside the octagon taking on Syed Yakub, Chak will be a guest to- on uh we got next next week Damn, uh discussing fight. that fight and, and some other cool stuff going on and the harrowing journey that you spoke with him about and how life has changed since the big win and so not the
3: deepest card of all time but uh still some good fights AK I like so- it that's a good card to start the year that's good- yeah I see people complain I think Chukage and Maya looks like it's poised to be the co-main and I get it it's not I look that's not I don't think on paper that's a super exciting fight but at least it's two top 10 ranked flyweights all right come on you know we can't we can't have it all, like all we can't have everything all the time right you know we complain about them uh, uh you know putting the fighters who are ranked you know too A low five, in the top five yeah. ranked flyaways right so we can look we, we can play sometimes like oh why are why are ranked fighters on the prelims or whatever so this time look they put two ranked fighters i know not known for super exciting fights but rankings if you think they matter the ufc's rankings or our rankings or anybody's rankings i think they deserve the co-main event spot so you won't. If it's a bad fight, I mean, you won't hear it from me on Saturday. I certainly won't like, you know, twist things and say it's an, it's amazing if it's not. But I think Chukayi and Maya good for them. They deserve a high profile spot on a on a UFC uh, fight night.
2: For them, one twenty five will be very interesting this year, as uh, will be this entire year. I think, like heading into an actual calendar year for the UFC, this might be the most interesting, with all the unanswered questions, the possible looming free agents, the squabbles if you will with some of their top names this will be a very interesting year i know 2016 will go down as the most newsworthy year 2021 is a close second in terms of storylines and things that transpired but heading into a new year this might be the most interesting for the ufc and even for bellator and even for the pfl with so many unanswered questions there but back to some matchmaking next week on the show and we are very excited about that. So for AK, I am Mike Keck. Thank you for watching or listening to the program. And always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. And we will have more fun. First time matchmaking in 2022 right here next week on On to the Next One,
0: the podcast.
2: You're listening to the Vox
0: Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook